This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Kiesi. Yeah, okay. You, I, mean, I never go first. I know. I want to swap things around a little bit. Okay. Well, this paper um, was in the Journal of Perinatology. Uh, it's a perspectives piece. It's called Fatigue and, Fatigue and Fallibility, the Perils of Prolonged Shifts for Neonatologists um, by Ryan McAdams. I think the I think the title is very catchy. So yeah, that, um, so it was a perspectives piece, um, and it basically describes the problem um, with the sleep deprived neonatologist. And <laughs> I guess if you're not thinking like, "Hey, that could be me," then maybe you should re- rethink it, <laughs> or right. let us know what you're doing and you're on your team. Um, if you don't ever feel sleep deprived. So it really, uh, you know, the beginning of the article references kind of the consequences of inadequate sleep. And just in case people don't sit down to read the article themselves, I think this is a good place for us to talk to the community, a reminder about what those are. You know, we're doctors. We know that. We tell the parents how much uh, their own sleep and the sleep of their babies is important. But let's talk about what happens when we don't sleep. So we know there's increases in motor vehicle crashes. We um, we reviewed a paper just a few months ago um, about this in residents. Um, we know there's an increase in medical errors. We know that fatigue hinders productivity. It diminishes working memory. And um, that prolonged wakefulness impairs cognitive and physiologic performances similar to alcohol intoxication. So somebody's actually done this study. Being awake for 17 hours is like having a blood alcohol level of 0.05. Being awake for 24 hours, which in our community we do not infrequently, um, is like having a blood alcohol alcohol level 0.1, which does exceed the legal limit in the U.S. uh, for driving under the influence. What is it, Um, 0.08? They ask you that that when you're taking your license. (laughs) And you're taking it. Yeah, it's one of the few things. Taking the license in the U.S. is actually quite easy uh, compared to… Oh, so easy. No, compared to France, like in France, it's like a whole year. You have to like do all these tests and all these courses. And there's like a few things you must memorize aside from when the stop sign is in front of you, you should stop. But I think 0.08 was a question. The Florida legal limit is 0.08. There you go. Look at that. I'm not a drunk, by the way. I I don't know this. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, this this is a situation that we have. So... It also erodes our circadian rhythm, which predisposes for increased risk of chronic disease and mental health problems. It increases weight gain, obesity, cardiovascular disease, stress, pain. There's an increased risk of dementia and death. Um, There's reported higher burnout and decreased professional fulfillment and um, strained interpersonal relationships both inside and outside of work. And then um, they did a good job of saying, okay, so how does this pertain to neonatologists specifically? Well, we know. We're all feeling it. We have an escalating patient volume, um, a real increase in patient acuity, especially as we're pushing the limits of viability, as we're doing surgical procedures for babies that we didn't used to intervene on. And we really have a stretched workforce. We have a decreased number of physicians for this increasing patient volume. And the other pressures of academic work, education responsibilities, and administrative responsibilities 
are the same or also increasing um, without a reduction in clinical time. And it has historically been uh, that we take prolonged shifts, including night call. And actually, the paper we reviewed a few months ago um, talked a lot about um, the, the consequences of night call. And they give an example, a Neo who works three 24-hour shifts a month will lose almost a year of sleep over their 30-year career. Um, and that also has its own, obviously, consequences. So then they say, like, what, what, can, what can we do about it, right? Uh, what are the potential solutions? So I'll read them. And I'm sure by the time I get to the end of the list, some, some people will be rolling their eyes because you're like, obviously, those are the solutions. But like, how do we get there? Um, we, the, the measures are to reduce shift length, increase break frequency, promote sleep breaks, use alertness strategies. And I'll just mention what some of those are. Um, some things you can do uh, during the shifts, like micro exercise, caffeine, uh, light therapy help, to help stay alert. Health screening and treatment. That means going to your regular checkups. Uh, have adequate staffing. Optimize work content. That means reducing secondary load uh, tasks that cause uh, fatigue for us, particularly the EMR and charting. Uh, monitor actual sleep. So find out how much you're actually sleeping. Uh, at work and not at work, you know, changing your sleep hygiene, providing sleeping facilities um, for overnight call and um, changing schedule design to optimize sleep. And then the countermeasures, they list both the pros and cons of all of those, including why it may be difficult to implement some of those things. But really what they are advocating for is that as a community, we work together to regulate shift duration um, because obviously the babies need somebody on all the time and we're not going to be able to get rid of night call, um, but we could as a community change our shift duration. And some of our colleagues in other countries certainly do this, not because they don't work as hard as we do, but I think that they have recognized how important that this is um, to their work and to their health. So they are advocating for adopting a national shift duration guidelines, kind of like duty hours for residents, but like for attending physicians, mm -hmm. um, which uh, again, uh, the goal is to prioritize sleep by um, placing a reasonable cap on shift duration um, really to prioritize not only our own health, but the safety uh, of our patients. So I underscore, we must recognize fatigue as a potential patient safety risk. So thoughts? Uh, what is micro-exercising? I use the word micro-exercise. I mean, it, they just mean like doing small exercises. I noticed uh, there's a new set of weights in our call room. Are those That's yours? right. I'm building a gym. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh we have a pull-up bar we have now mm -hmm. weights um yoga there, mat. there's a yoga mat and there are um there are uh, uh bands to mm -hmm. stretch uh, bands yeah actually it's more yeah just like resistance bands resistance bands yeah. yeah so they're somewhere in the quorum so i'm trying i'm trying to uh to transform our call but that's exactly what they're talking about that that can that is a coping strategy. It can increase your alertness during the shift. It does not necessarily improve your 
sleep. It's something that I was trying to do. Actually, I was but trying to do it. The exercise does improve your sleep. So. I tried to do it this morning, but the night shift, uh, you know, I'm like, if in the morning, after I've pre I've rounded in the morning and I'm waiting for my to relief. squeeze it in. Yeah. That never happened. This morning was not a day for it to happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, other than that, I think, you know. It's, yeah, it's, I think uh, I'm gonna, everybody I'm gonna... knows this, but I think it's good to remind ourselves That's... because of the way our work shifts are. And the fact that we have really high acuity, high intensity, we need to make quick decisions and the two are not consistent with one another. Yeah, I mean, so I think um, I'm going to say yes to all the things that Ryan mentioned in the paper. And yet I'm guilty of not doing any of them. Like I haven't seen a doctor in years. Um, Oh, yeah. This was as much to myself as it was to the community. But what's interesting to me is that I, I look at the idea of like, hey, we need to change how we do our shifts. And then I am wondering if based on your census, we can start making models for different types of NICU. So for example... We have a unit that has like, I don't know, like 30 to 40 beds. And and so I think our shifts are fine. But then I have worked in units that had 120, 130 beds. And then I have been on call as the only physician when there was a census of 95. And then mm. you, I wonder if we should then maybe in those units, like, are we going to go to like four docs a day, six hours each? You know what I'm saying? Like you do a six hour shift from... You, you show right. You know what I'm saying. Why a six-hour shift? Because it's the because of the toll that uh, a shift from like I mean, I, I, when we were doing these, no, these, I know. When we were doing these <laughs> shifts with like 95 patients on on, and and you were you were covering like the shift technically started at like 7:30. I would be there at 6:30. Mm-hmm. The shift ended at like 4:35. I would be there until six. You were there much later. So. What I'm saying is that even if you say, okay, the shift is actually only from seven to five, which is like 10 hours, that's not true. It's you're doing a 14 hour shift, whether you like it or not. And that's, I think we forget that in our then, field. Yeah. Right? And, then, like, and then you come back the next day. Right. Thank you for listening to the Incubator Podcast. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nikupodcast at gmail.com. You can also message the show on Instagram or Twitter at nikupodcast, or through our website at www.the-incubator.org. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care professional. Thank you.